Hello, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of the Headspace Podcast, the show where we go through new albums, new-ish albums, track by track, giving thoughts and impressions on each and every song, and that's basically the point on what we do here. So my name is Holden Stefan Roy, or HSR, and I'll be uh, giving you my thoughts today. Um, I'm off at a I'm off for a couple of weeks, so I had some time to really like dig in and get through this four piece of K Reno. And this is the second piece of that four piece as we are talking about the album then and now. So that's what's going to be happening today. And for those of you who want to skip the intro bit, feel free to check the description of the video where you'll see a full itinerary of the episode and when I'll be talking about each song. Um, I went through um, just before we begin, I did just want to like let you know that there's a good chance if you didn't catch my last one on the part one, um, that you're a bigger K Reno fan than I am, or that you know a lot more about K Reno than I do, as I'm a relatively newer fan. So if you feel that there's anything you want to add to this video in the comment section, feel free to share anything, whether it's corrections on the interpretation of what something means, or whether you just want to share an anecdote or something, it's greatly appreciated. And by doing so, you can only help me grow into doing better with this channel and with this project in general. So I would greatly appreciate that. And if you do that, I will make the effort to come in and answer you wholeheartedly. And we can have as long a discussion as you are willing to have in the comment section on this video or any video. Feel free to check any of them out. Um, so yeah, without further ado, I might give a special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Carl J, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, and Lindale Williams. We'll touch on that a bit at the end of the video. And uh, yeah, basically, I like to start these reviews off just kind of contextualizing how familiar I am with the act because basically how long you've been listening to K Reno and how much you know about K Reno and how much you've even listened to the then and now album will greatly impact your feelings on it. And as music's kind of transitionary, like there's so much like context that goes into your experience listening to an album that I just feel like it's always worth sharing our context. Um, so in my case, I discovered K Reno because of my cousin who hounded me on it and inevitably caved and listened to it with uh, Mightier Than The Sword. And I reviewed that album. Uh, we did it on this very show. And then we did, uh, well, I did the other, the first part of this lightning language just a little bit ago. I mean, for me, it's a little bit ago. For you, it might be a couple days ago. And uh, yeah, basically, I was very impressed with the idea of K Reno dropping four albums in one day. And I listened to him all that week. And I was so enamored with the versatility and the content, the effort that went into these series of projects that I felt like the least I could do was make reviews on them because that's what I do. I make reviews. So I listened to all of these albums more than I would normally listen to projects because I figured it's K Reno. And end of the day, you guys want me to try that hard if I'm even going to talk about K Reno in the first place. So I did. I, I had the week off. I played Civilization and I listened to K Reno. That describes about three full days of my life. Um, and that's okay because the albums are fun and I really enjoyed it. So you can check out my review of Lightning Language if you haven't or 
sit through this one if you want i don't really you can watch them in any order like i figured they're out there you can do what you want with that um but i did go in more depth about my feelings on stuff um the one thing like the other review and since it's a four piece i figure you're either going to watch them all and the chances of you just picking this one i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe you didn't see the other one and i should go in details here the one thing i do want to touch on I'm going to do it in every video. It's just uploading his lyrics to Genius. I gave a giant speech in the Lightning Language review, and I'm not going to go in that much passion and detail, but anybody can create an account on Genius, and anybody can go and add the lyrics. And it will take you easily an hour to do, like, one song if you're not really good at it. By good, I mean skilled. And, and like, I, I find it very time-consuming, which is why I personally haven't been able to do it. But... As a reviewer, having those lyrics there uh, makes my life easier. So part of why it took me so long to release these reviews is because I was kind of just waiting for lyrics to appear to make my life a little bit easier. And literally half of the songs have lyrics and half of them don't. So on this very album, 10 other songs have lyrics and two of them don't. And I'm only saying this because if y'all, as his fans, put that little bit of effort in, it makes it easier, especially for the kids who've just come accustomed to reading along with the lyrics online. So if Kareno doesn't put them there, we can. That's just what I'm trying to say. And after I'm done with these reviews, if I end up having a chance, I will try to contribute to it. But likely, I'll just have more reviews to do. But this is how I contribute to this culture and this world. I mean, I try to like show appreciation for these albums. And I'm just trying to give a suggestion to everybody because I want to see K. Reno get more love. And I think this is a good way that we can all help him. And then we can all take time to annotate his lyrics and show like what they're about and everything like that. I don't know. It's just a thought for everybody out there to just consider. Um, this album is called Then and Now, and uh, it's cool because you look at the cover and it's kind of old-timey and it's just like these pictures all like collaged together, like a history of like Carino and just significant people. I don't really know everybody in it, but I feel like rich history and passion coming from that cover. I believe all of the pictures are inside of the shape of Texas, which makes sense. Um, and I think that's really cool. It's again, a really like what I felt about the lightning language cover was that it would make a really good patch that you could like stick on a jacket or something. And I genuinely believe that then and now follows suit. Granted, I like the lightning language one a little bit better, but I also feel like then and now is going to set up a different tone. Like it's going to be like more historical almost than, you know, just like an exploration maybe of his history. Like it's an interesting how just the name then and now comparison to like a past versus the present that's like a premise for this entire project i mean going into it whereas lightning language is like strong witty this and that like it gives you a different premise so i think that's really interesting especially because they're all part of a greater package um and there is at least one easter egg that seems to link these albums together anyway let's get into it because there are 12 songs to talk about and the first one is called my day ones i suppose it's a really apt way to start this project with like a, a salutations to all of the people who've been with him since day one so like that chorus is just fun it's one of the nicest hooks i would say on the entire four piece just like this is for my day ones my day ones these my people that been rocking with me if i had some paper or i made none you know it's just like it's got this hook to it and when you really spit that it doesn't matter who you are i think we all kind of feel that sentiment you know like any kind of success in your life it's the same kind of feeling you know uh when it comes to friends the tougher the better get in trouble struggle or bubble together madness whatever 
And just the idea of having a squad of people that you just always have your back and shit. It's almost like the dream. And the fact that K. Reno starts this album, this then and now, going with the then, which is his day ones, it just shows his priorities. And I believe that, like, when in K. Reno, as he's kind of self-proclaimed as a teacher, he wants to educate us. And so he's using this song to kind of tell us a little bit about what to look for in a proper day one type friend you know partners that are never fake you call them for help today they showed up yesterday like they already knew right around i got your back and they ain't never capping they see you fighting they start fighting they don't even know what happened you know it's just this sentiment of this kind of shit that you are supposed to look for like your real friends are gonna behave this way they're not gonna ask questions about who's right or wrong they're not gonna try to like worry about some shallow bullshit they see you in trouble they got your back we'll deal out the other shit later you know and the whole song kind of follows suit in that way almost every line kind of playing up on it some of them some of them i've been knowing since i was a little dude acting a fool see what was cool way back in middle school i got to give my family props i can't drop it plainer no matter what the, what they in your corner like a boxing trainer and it's just a sentiment of appreciation throughout the whole song and i think that's something about k reno that i really like is sincerity it's not just like a song. It's like he's dedicating this whole song to this sentiment. He's not deviating. He's not taking breaks to brag about fucking your girl. He, there's no bars about him being rich here. And then he just, in fact, tangents a bit. Like in verse two, might not see my homies every day, but still the same. Years in the game, they can call you by your real name. You know, like, doesn't matter if I see you, we still tight. Like I just saw a meme that's like grateful for the low maintenance friends that you can like chill with every six months and y'all still tight and you know it's like i feel like he's just breaking it down what you really want meanwhile that beat is actually it's one of my more favorite ones on this project it just kind of flows proper man my grammar's trash right now but still um i really just like the whole sound of this like or uh they got me if i ever need a place to lay my head or if i'm stranded and i call them to come pick me up shoe on the other foot they know they can hit me up and if we bump ahead, i still know they got me they stay the same and they don't switch up to impress nobody so here's like the crazy thing is in a world where everyone's trying to be alone this solo rider make it on themselves you have established og k reno making a song literally about the fact that he gets by with a little help from his friends and i think it's an incredible like lesson setting again it's th it's also three full verses of this no duplication constant ideas of like pushing it whether it's in the music world whether it's just about like how some people just want to hang out when you're rich but you know your real friends is down when you're poor you know basic shit but consistent just tight just like a whole song dedicated to it and i think that's brilliant we don't necessarily get everybody willing to like dedicate the entire song to a subject without deviation either way i really enjoy listening to this one um i gave it a 4.5 on 5 it's brilliantly put together it's well composed and just a quick touch on my grades um to me a four is like good it hits every checkbox is proper a three is boring two is like bad one is like this is a piece of shit so most of what i end up reviewing is what i consider to be good or better so most of my grades are above four so like a 4.5 is where we're getting into good like this is fantastic like, i will never hear this song and be like this is bad i might not always be in the mood to listen to this song but there is a time and a place for this track and i really appreciate that and i really appreciate that as you go throughout these different the, all four of these albums there's almost like a song for any kind of mood you could possibly have so yeah it's really cool um but just in case you wondered if 
Kay Reno really has imagination. We should really talk about the follow-up session. All right, so I did my due diligence for this one, and I went back and I listened to the original uh therapy session song from like 2008 or 9 or whatever where he goes through the, the whole thing and he's in like a bad place and he pulls the gun on the dude that was really cool i really liked it but i felt like it was apt because it kind of adds this context because you know he walks in and the you know the therapist person who again is, is played by k reno of course he doesn't need a feature he just does different voices for different characters which is crazy like it's just crazy like the if you can play all the parts on your album you can basically write whatever the fuck you want which is kind of cool um anyway so it just is so conversational like mr k wow didn't expect to see you here i know your follow-up session with me was scheduled years ago i tried calling a few times it made me wonder and then he's like yeah i know i ignored your phone calls and changed my number and the whole song kind of flows like this and it starts off with like k reno describing look you were too expensive i had to do some soul searching shit and then it like kind of like turns up and he's like i got woman problems these problems that problems and it's just like damn this is like really really interesting to listen to and then he's still kind of like describing some shit and then he says something really interesting actually it's right after it's like i had woman problems money problems professional struggles plus spiritual internal warfare i was in trouble honestly it's just like you want to kind of go like that at the same time he's bouncing off of that which is a weird juxtaposition of feelings but the beat kind of turns up in that kind of way um but then he goes, are you still making music? And then Karina goes, well, yeah, I'm still trying. How's it going? Lots of people listening, not too many buying. I felt so guilty, for real, <laughs> like, because I didn't buy it. And I will when I can afford it one day when money's working. But in the meantime, I'm not in that place where I could drop 75 American dollars to ship that shit to Canada and whatnot. Um, sorry, it's just truth. So I listened and I made this review and that's my contribution for now. Um, but he goes like his last album probably sold 500 units. And then I like really felt like even worse because, you know, maybe one album I could have copped or whatever. But it's like the truth is like Kirino's really good. And like the fact that he's still doing it and that he's making this honestly proactive big brother k reno positive fucking experience in general uh, how he actually is able to just be so honest and blunt with us in this way like he's, he's telling us the truth on how he feels you know but does it in such a creative way where it's not like he's whining it's like he's telling us a story and he just kind of drops in facts about things that are frustrating him and i find that really inspirational in my opinion just his honesty and his willingness to be like that with us um anyway then he starts talking about being frustrated and all of a sudden it's like um people the the shrink is like well i i'm aggressive too and my woman left me and he starts tripping out and then he tries to proposition to k reno to like perform a hit or to help him perform a hit and then the kieran is like are you fucking kidding me get this guy out of here the woman's like i just work here i don't deal with the, the therapy sessions and it's like you know what fuck that i'm up and you owe me five grand to keep this session confidential and then it just ends with him kind of complaining you can't get the kid or whatever and i just sat there and i was like holy fuck this is a really 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 cool like song like he expresses his growth as an individual because he has like this and the fact that he can tie it into a song from like 10 years ago and just bring it back like that is really cool not to say that it's the most unique idea but it's really cool that he did and the fact that he did it and had like it's almost like he filled us in on a decade's worth of growth in like three verses or one verse with this conversation and it's just so 
And then at the end of the day, he just pimps the situation and makes some money. Shows he's still a G and shit. But it, it's just, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. it. It just caught me off guard, I can say. And the creativity. I said it in the last review and I'll say it again now. Kirina might have the most imagination I've ever seen in a rapper. Like the most imagination. And this is kind of proof to it. This is so well put together. I had to give it a five. It blew my fucking mind. Very enjoyable to listen to. Um, I would recommend this. And the beat's sick. It's one of the nicer ones too. I feel like it's really cool. So next one on this project is Can't Get It Off. I find that there's almost a call response situation to like the flow of these songs so in the last track we have Kirino being in a position of let's say emotional strength he goes to see the shrink maybe check in with him realize that the shrink's fucked up and he positions himself as like a superior emotionally stable person but in the next track he flips the tempo and tone on us and now we have a Kirino who's broken and struggling just to just he feels the weight of heavy anxiety and, and like darkness I, I just interpreted it like that like have hanging over him like literally i got a cloud floating over me lately i've been noticing my total vibe of energy and where it's supposed to be always in a dry mood can't seem to recapture my stride dude no matter how many times i try to i once felt similar i don't want to do nothing but shoot ball come home and listen to the minister disguise looks sinister it's like i'm inside of a storm with the calm sitting outside the perimeter anxieties it can't release him yeah he does say anxieties still my point is like he just paints this picture of like feeling trapped of feeling sad of feeling kind of like i've related to this everything he's writing about here is some shit that i've lived through you know and especially because he's not thing is it's like this melancholy numbness where like it feels like you're not happy you're not sad there's like this heavy weights around you but you can still function and do your shit and i feel like you really see that in the second verse now my spirit ain't broken just not a lot of words spoken i'm walking around going through the motions nighttime approaching i'm overdosing on pieces it soaks in silence is my close friend i'm blocking out the deep hurt wish i could put my life in reverse because i'm wearing regret like a t-shirt i don't relate as much to the regret part but the overall sentiment i can totally get it's like you 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 end up being in these ruts like he makes these albums he puts it out maybe the results aren't necessarily coming in and he can just think back on all of the mistakes the choices everything that that like kind of put him into the position he's in but still you st you have it from a place where it's like he's doing all of the right things he's trying so hard and he's listening to quote unquote all the good advice that you're supposed to be doing but fundamentally there's nowhere to put the blame and the blame in and of itself is kind of useless it's just like a hundred pound weight strapped to you you know you can't run you can't walk it off you can't get it off straight jack and feet shackled with duct tape covering your mouth she's just trying to be a grown man i feel like it's just so powerful because it's human and it's like if you're gonna have literally the next professor the wordsmith the greatest lyricist Kareno i mean he feels like a human it's just it's so cool to see somebody who's clearly got some kind of like game to his life per se not saying he's a criminal or anything but he's skilled he's og in the way he thinks he he's good with the hood he's seen some shit but like to have him as like an older man just expressing some honest shit even though my shit's together i'm still struggling to keep my shit together I mean, I feel like that so often. I mean, I podcast, I work, I do all of these different things, but like everything's so slow and it's like, I'm going to put this out and the truth is maybe it gets a couple hundred views. Well, is it worth it? I mean, I think it's worth it because I really appreciated absorbing this knowledge and wisdom through the music. But at the same time, 
if he has all of these culminating feelings put together you still kind of can end up a little bit jaded you might end up saying shit like it's coming off kind of hateful but do i really want to share what i built up with somebody who ain't grateful i get you that man it's like i really do i mean i'm not k reno i'm not successful like him i'm not cool like him but i am trying to become more like him and so maybe some of the darker feelings he goes through just to see it out there it makes me somebody who might feel some of these same darker things feel like i can connect and i feel like that's fundamentally one of the most important parts of music is to make honest connectable shit and that's what i look for in it so hearing this felt uplifting for me because i felt like i could just relate to k reno and, and everything i hear about him just makes me feel more like that so i give this a 4.75 because it's great um the beats all right i can't i feel like the beats are consistent they they're very much in a similar tempo most often i don't find there's like a crazy level of diversity like he's got that style and there's a lot of ways you can flip that style but he stays in that lane and he owns that lane and that's what i would say about that so it's hard for me to add to anything about the beats i'm already terrible at that side of things but that's okay like dj khaled said we got another one i mean right from the piano chords the you knew it was gonna be a sad one you knew it was gonna be heavy shit um i'm not trying to be condescending i'm just saying you just knew it from that second and then see they got another one say at what point we're gonna come to grips with the fact that we have targets out here man and it's something that like i guess over the last five or six years many of us have really come to be aware of not to say that like i don't know how to even have this conversation without coming off stupid sounding but let's say I went from being an arrogant piece of shit on subjects like this to understanding that this shit's real and it happens. And one of my proofs to the pudding and is the idea that on every single rap album from pretty much every single city, I mean, there's obviously exceptions, but nearly every rapper has this song or some version of this song. Every album, every year, every city for like 40 years. I mean... Maybe I'm in a weird position where I've reviewed like 300 rap albums now. So I have this odd metric that I've found, but you can't avoid the subject. And if every rapper in every city is saying it, like, come on, before the internet, like this can't just be some conspiracy, you know? So songs like this are really important from a sociological data perspective because if somebody were to track this in an official government capacity maybe we'd have some interesting metrics on police brutality that nobody cares about anyway that's just another random thought it's not really related to the song i mean it is but like I mean, another victim of a racist police department no gun no weapon this beast is heartless you the peacekeeper blacks on the streets is cautious because we know and that they never want a peace to start with and like i know a girl whose arm was broken by the montreal police and she's dealing with court shit so i don't want to talk too much about that situation but like when people like i mean i know somebody personally who is impacted by a situation like this over the dumbest of circumstances it's just whack you know those in denial say it's media's concoction protesting is an option but really why bother another son or daughter done lost their father they never really reveal why the officers will lie we give it a real try comply you still die and it's just like it's all true you know it really it really is 
they I mean we, we just keep seeing it I know Bonnie and I will really care and we make the effort to watch it and not be numb and, and whatever but then you just still feel like what the fuck can I do except talk about it maybe in a podcast and maybe that means something to somebody or maybe it doesn't but hearing this song really hit me in the feels because it's so blunt but it's also the sadness and heaviness in his tone this is a man who is past rage rage is something he probably i mean i'm not saying there's no rage but the lack of rage in this song just the cold raw this is what it is you know like i really feel like it it makes the message that much more powerful he's very clear it's slower i mean it's just shit like what child could see a parent get shot down flat they could live to be 90 and wouldn't get over that and it's it's true like just the scarring of it like i mean in another track on the last one he's like you know a kid five seeing a body and shit and it's like i appreciate songs like this because they've opened my eyes i mean you you can't deny the situation when you keep seeing the evidence is i guess what i'm trying to say i mean this, the chorus is just beautiful this is the same old song and it just sings it out another one is gone 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 family left alone 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 it's just it's a really sad and heavy song talking about some real shit with a lot of honesty and compassion which is something i don't think we see a whole world of i give it a four and a half on five mostly because he has like better versions of this song and like as a song i gave it a four and a half on five but as a message it really hit me in the feels and i can't deny that so good on uk reno you're really educating and i find that cool um the next track is bass reeves i think i had something in my beard now the camera is good you can like see shit thanks patrons for the good camera upgrade um bass reeves is a funny one uh it starts off at like this poetry evening this next guy is about 150 something years old i like how he admires age i like how he uses age and wisdom as like a complimentary point like being old is cool to carry now and i agree with him i don't know why we hate age the way we do we all love youth so much but honestly i have more fun at 31 than i ever did at 21 um anyway uh so he introduces bass reeves he wants to spit a piece and then i mean it's basically just like all the other k reno braggadocious songs have heard so far i wrote songs for days till my forearm wouldn't raise so i tilted my head and let the words pour onto the page i don't care if i hit the flow right see you're a man who stands with no signs of a chance to see me live you gotta put me th- gotta put me three lifetimes in advance or to see me live sorry and it just goes on from there it's just consistently fun um i track and catch thieves i'm bass reeves i laugh when the trash mcs get mad and ask me to leave i slap most of your team and laugh at the remainder put a gallon of liquid in a half gallon container lots of impossible shits lots of like almost oxymoronic linguistic statements fun rhymes imaginative just out of nowhere shit kirino is able to come the first time you hear it you're like i don't even know what the fuck he's gonna say next then the second or third time you start catching just lines start popping out like maybe you're listening to it and all of a sudden you're catching cubic zirconium wouldn't be uh phonier than these erroneous ceremonies only a fool would like and then you start thinking about that line and you miss the next like eight and that's my experience with k reno so he, he, but the thing is is none of it's wasted 
a lot of rappers will have these like filler lines that are just kind of weird like the the typical shit but while there isn't maybe a core topic here the core topic is consistent puns of how he's going to be cooler so he's proving his value as an mc by being imaginative and coming up with weirder and more unique shit than other people like not even oxygen's allowed inside me when i'm in need of privacy like people don't say shit this extreme so absolute so powerful and shit and then he bounces off the stage and then the guy's like and of course the announcer's k reno uh ladies and gentlemen bass reams give it up and it's like yeah hey didn't he sound like k reno to yell maybe it's just me whatever having a little joke about it i thought it was fun i thought the beat was really cool um in the beat it kind of sounded like there was a yeah hope like that like three six mafia yahoo i kind of felt like that a little bit i wasn't saying it was like that i just kind of like felt like that in like the background of the beat sometimes i thought it was cool 4.6 enjoyed it um the next track is called god killers so if i understand correctly a god is a nation of islam term for for a black man and i'm not mistaken so when they say god killers here it's almost like what kills the identity of the black man um and then with that in mind he kind of runs through the songs like these are the murderers of the prophets the killers of the righteous inventors of the highest assassination devices the thieves in the temples who weave through your mental deceiving the people who believe in the symbol so i believe this is kind of a grandiose thing for the more elite ruler types and the different ways that they're um brainwash people into giving up their identities uh specifically focusing on this community um and i find it really cool because he paints it in like this vague super powerful things like the man and the creator granted time as a favor his will and his mission revealed in a vision fighters of this condition will get killed or imprisoned elimination plays made covert or fragrantly highly sophisticated moves by government agencies the land of satan waving his negative banner and like so that's just to give you an idea so it's pointing out how there's political and organized intentions it's it's a systematic thing I mean, you got your really cool hook. It's like darker and demonier. All these demons making war with us, evil murderers and blood spillers, the low rejected and the hard livers, uh, which I thought was interesting because it just made me picture alcohol, right? Like alcohol is really prevalent and, and especially in poorer communities. I mean, I stopped drinking like at all. I don't think I'm ever going to drink again. I hope I don't because it's just terrible. I hate it. Um, other things are fun, like certain smelly stuff that you're not supposed to admit if you live in Canada that you're doing um but that shit's cool for me but like alcohol not but then i really like the other part no one sees this how come we get taken out in that like response with the kind of ad lib kind of no no one one no one sees no one it just kind of really adds this haunting feel to it and then it just kind of questions it like how do you do it you know how and if, if they if you fight back they'll take you out and then they they just kind of i don't know i think the third verse really breaks it down but essentially destroy in the second verse you have destroy the god essence from within before it blossoms divisions of mother mother father brothers sisters and spouses conditions by the false educational slaughterhouses so it's just again kind of like drilling in like questioning it from a top level how do you do it and then it really drills it in with the third verse but they did it with birth control to drugs to block the babies that's an interesting thought i mean I don't know anything about birth control conspiracies. I have never ever considered that birth control is a mechanism to stop people from breeding as a negative before. So I have to look into that. 
but just the idea that I'm now, it's something to think about is cool. Um, then they murdered the herbalist, Dr. Sebi. I remember seeing people talk about that, but I don't know shit enough about it to comment on it. But I know enough to know what that is. He was apparently cured cancer and shit like that with herbs and then mysteriously died. They did it with prison, false history and addiction. Just that sentence, that's like so much. They change history to brainwash you, give you drugs, and then imprison you for slavery because prison has this giant modern-day slavery. I think it's the 13th Amendment. I don't remember which one. I'm a Canadian. But I know that American prison systems can force you to do whatever the fuck they want. And then he just, like, spins it in, and he drives home the point. But ultimately, they want you to hate yourself and everything from the music from the movies from the everything like sometimes and this might just be as an outsider watching it but when i watch reality tv of any kind it's pretty trash but it looks like love and hip-hop and shit like that push it to some extremes to really make people like to normalize some dumb behavior now maybe i'm being maybe i'm not supposed to speak on this kind of thing but i mean there's a lot of stupidity out there and i don't know it just seems like there's a lot of stupidity out there and I don't know that what he's describing here is even just limited to the black community. I think it's shit I'm seeing all over go on. And I think it's very interesting that he and I can feel the same kind of fears in completely different communities. So I gave this a five on five. This is a brilliant fucking song. It challenged me. It was well flowed. The beats haunting and interesting. It's so cool. Anyway, the next one's also fucking cool. So let's talk about fighting the force. All right, this one has him fighting something in the nighttime. Literally, like it's more of the story thing. So it's like, uh, he's waiting every time I turn the lights out, constantly attacking while I'm sleeping and he won't rest. I'm paralyzed, trapped inside my own flesh, trying to think of something I can do to make him slow down. I'm screaming, but my mouth is making no sound. So it's just fucking crazy verse of him battling like this demon that's fucking around with him he feels trapped he feels he's begging he's trapped and then he's not getting sleep and everything's fucked up and it's only happening at night and then he's got this cool singy chorus like i'm afraid to go to sleep with forces hanging over me like something like that i thought it was really cool and just the way he does it, he's questioning why, who is this person? He doesn't know. And then in the second verse, it's kind of like he's he's kind of losing it, you know? Like, if I don't make it out this, I'll sink. I couldn't say a word, but I could still blink. Had to find a reason to get out of his control soon. A dark shadow covered up the whole room. And, it flew, and then he just still paints it out. And then, you know, later on in the verse, it's like trying to think, uh, trying not to make a wrong move. That's when I heard a deep voice say, I own you, couldn't deal with the punishment. I was absorbing the external and internal torment. Wonder if I'll ever make it back to a calm state because it's been happening every night for about a month straight. And it's crazy. Just like, just like every day he's being haunted. And it's it's so imaginative and you really are like sucked in like what the fuck is coming into him So in verse 3 we get like this real like conclusion to the story So he sets up a video camera and he like films some shit and then it turns out he's battling himself You know he picked up his recorder he pressed play couldn't wait to see the entity when it rose up I watched about an hour note uh, it went by it showed up Finally gets to see who to spread or be. He picked up the pillow and tried to smother me. Fought uh, my way out. Took a breath for recovery. He looked in the camera and then I saw it was another me. And then like he kind of changes a little bit. It was me. I was trying to, uh, me against me. Trying to take myself out. What is this evil clone here? What is he going to do? And then we're listening to all of this as it builds up to the, to the last part where he's like, if you want to unlock, uh, so every, uh, it turns out that, 
This is the righteous side of him. You chose to go a lower route, so I came every night to fight your wickedness and choke it out. If you want me to unlock the greatness, I'd be glad to. I just need you to submit and let me kill the bad you. And I'm like, damn. That is like this cool parable for like how God would work or for how any other situation is. And it felt so parabolic in nature. And I'm like, did Gary don't really get me like that? Got me all sucked into the story expecting this demon thing. And it turns out the demon thing is actually just like this good force that's strangling out the demon in them. And that this battle is probably something that many of us are facing. So maybe if you're battling some kind of demon, he's trying to say like... Maybe you should consider that because maybe it's battling the bad in you and you need to be open to it. Fucking cool song. Like this is how you approach subject matter like this with crazy stories, imaginative shit and like actually doing something interesting with it. I can't say, I mean, I've heard songs that kind of do shit like this, but I haven't heard this one before. This is a fresh take on this to me. So I really enjoyed it and it just blew my mind. Like I would listen to this again. Everything about it's really fucking cool and interesting. All right, so the next one on this project is the eighth song and the title track, It Is Then and Now. So for some reason, it says that Point Blank and Ice Lord are featured on this track on Spotify, so I'm sitting here trying to figure out where the fuck they are. No, they're not featured on this one. That was just some error. And unfortunately for K. Reno, you can't really fix that error without pulling the album and reposting it, which would literally cost him money, and it would take away, like, all the cool points. But it has, like, bigger repercussions, so everywhere you posted this link, you have to go back and update it, and it's a big fucking nightmare. So I guess on Spotify... Point Blank and Ice Lord are going to be credited on the wrong song. That's okay. It's a cool track. Um, it's kind of, you know, a similar, like, overall sound, hip-hop-y type shit. I don't know what it is. Boom bap. I don't really know how to fucking describe this shit. I'm going to learn more about beats this year. But the the overall content was super interesting it's it's literally a comparison of like life back when he was young versus like today so he's kind of walking us through shit like in the first verse he used to listen to long playing wax records back when he was little i bump spotify now then 45s we put that round piece in the middle i didn't even know that was a thing but i think maybe i did i don't know collecting cards eight tracks playing straight through because you couldn't rewind them just kind of painting this different picture a clothes hanger was the antenna no this ain't a joke i do know about that shit rotary phones man seems like the number used to take us five minutes a day it'd be like and he makes like the fucking sound and he wishes he could show us and that's really cool just that he's so animated it's almost like he wants to share with us some of the things about his past that are like kind of interesting to him and where he comes from a little bit and i thought that was really cool but it's not all like happiness getting poked by loose springs coming out your mattress wearing through the wearing them tough skinned jeans with them thick knee patches you know and then this uh the, the chorus kicks in and i think it's another good one like a more singier tone like years pass and the planets keep spinning round. a last change when i think about then and now i love the past and the present and i mean it y'all i'm glad i've been here long enough where I've seen it all. I think that's amazing. To have this guy who can appreciate all of the new in this present world is so rare. Old people suck at this shit. Like so many old people just complain about the past, all oh, the past, the glory days, the blah, blah, blah. But like, there is so much amazing shit from the past that I do think a simpler time is dope as I am in the middle of like the old and the young. But 
at the same time being able to appreciate what the world is becoming is also dope like summer days no air condition boss fighting in the window and if you was driving and your beeper started beeping like that you pulled over you used a payphone like you need a girl you need to have a pen to write down a girl's number you know if you had atari you was cool djs played records and shit encyclopedias was google searches if he had the net he would get straight ace and it's really cool to like just kind of hear this guy walk us through like memory lane just thinking about where he comes from um but then ending it evolution good or bad i understand that trend because i'm not even the same person i was back then so and then it's like to go ahead and not just make it the regular song to make the point of the song being that evolution is just part of all of us you can want to go back to like another day but you're not that person if any one of us was put back 20 years ago as we are today, we'd fucking hate it. We all might pretend we'd like it, but while there's some things that change over generations, like how parents might be scared of their kids versus kids being scared of their parents, not everything is bad that's changed. And I think that's the overall point of this song is that things might have, you know, like you get it, things have changed. I really admire what this song is. I really appreciated it. I like just little lessons like your homie had a busted up car, you'd still ride in it. Like people seem to be humbler and cooler back then. But the way he describes the past is is dope. It's just kind of, it is a little bit like when your grandma would talk about walking eight miles to school type shit, but like cooler than that. I give it a five. I like this song. It gave me a really cool feeling. Um, the next uh, one is Murder in the Booth. That chorus is fun. It's murder in the booth. It's murder in the booth. And I get on the loose. Get us on the loose. Ah, it's a good chorus. Has a fun feel to it. Um, we are definitely back on the more flossing, braggadocious nature. I'll be honest, this beat, sometimes I listen to it and I'm really feeling it. And sometimes I listen to it and I'm not really feeling it. So I had a bit of a mixed emotion towards the instrumental of this track. The lyrics you know it's gonna be good you know it's gonna be like again i can make the comments it's not attacking anyone in particular it's not particularly negative towards anyone i don't know if i've said that on this review yet it's just straight flossing with creativity start a confusion with bars that i'm using my thought is proven art of illusion jump in a pool without water moving die if you try to maneuver violent diatribe shooter the loser gotta smoke a cyanide hookah so it's just a little more intense maybe like if you come at him and fail you're gonna have to fucking kill yourself in embarrassment and shit um some of the cool stuff is like my older music is newer than any music that you can do in the future and i mean i i heard him rap on gangsta nips uh the south park psycho and i don't know if i agree with that one line he said here but i love the line the idea is he seems to always be doing these like impossible things like jumping in the pool without water moving because he's so great he can pull that off and i think why it works is because nobody else is fucking saying shit like that nobody else is nobody else feels that confident with their wordplay that they can just be a little bit silly with it but know that it's still vicious and dope because they'll just move it in with crazy linguistics into like a kill shot that's really cool i don't know man like, but uh, the subjects are rushing in with no supplements. By the time you finish buffering, my conscious already published another 10. I'm considering his output and capacity. It's a really fair statement. He really does outproduce most people in the industry. Um, it just, it's really just flossy. I don't know that I have a lot to really add to that. Um, line by line, again, we could just pick randomly anything to show you it's dope. Um, I lead you to quick slaughter, though I could spit harder the Kickstarter every time I read the books get smarter. 
I just picked that randomly. But look at that, man. So the reason he's able to destroy you is because he gets his knowledge on and continues to read books to increase his A vocabulary and B knowledge shit. So he's always right, coming up with new shit to write about. You couldn't be a ghostwriter if you passed away. Oof. Do you guys not realize? That's a pretty dope line. That's like him pointing out that uh, you guys get it. It's pretty just clever. I really enjoyed it. Um, that wasn't the most substantial thing I've said in this review. I don't have a lot more to comment on this song. I gave it a 4.35. It is talented, diverse, imaginative rhyming. He's just going to say whatever the fuck comes to his mind, and it comes in really cool. And I like it because it's not inherently negative. He uses creative means to come up with something new in every line so that when you do listen to like eight of these tracks in a row, you start going, yo, which is the one that had that dope line on it? You know, like, and there's always something interesting on every one of these songs. A little bit of something for everyone almost. Sometimes it'll go science-y, sometimes not. Like, if a volcano reached its heat summit, I wouldn't feel one degree if I was sleep 11 feet from it. I mean, the rhyming is impeccable. His addic addiction to good flows is clear. I like it. I just feel that the beat was a little bit hard on me on this one. Um... That's fine. The next track is All I Went Through. This is another heavy, pensive track. Um, we have him looking back at how he got to this place in life. Most of what I did in life came from a place of love, long before I had an understanding of what a hater was. And you realize that while he's looking back, while his intentions are pure, maybe not everyone that he's dealt with has been took some hits glad i went through it because it's the way you learn funny how those mentalities change up on a table's turn so now that he's clearly popped a little bit and his his status in life has changed the way people interact with him has clearly changed like said they're riding with you but they treat you like you crashed at me said they're riding with you but ain't pitching in no gas money rapping in school bathrooms knew i was meant for this never forget the ones who was laughing and wasn't interested uh, interested same ones now when i come across them they fans now same ones asking for pictures, shaking my hands now. And it's just like, I get where he's coming from. Like, I can't say I was cool or popular in life. I can't say I'm now, but I can say that people treat me very different now that I'm trying to build something with my life and I'm trying on that path. When people aren't on that path, they look at you and treat you different. And what he's describing now is what I just see my future is going to be like. So it's it's really interesting to hear how he kind of questions all those moments where he wondered if he should have given up and he didn't. And he's kind of grateful that he went through every dark piece of trauma, as he puts it. Uh, every A lot of trauma from the distant past oppressed in my internal thinking and the pain inflicted got me heated like a thermal spending every day silently trying to heal from all the wars. They ain't got enough band-aids to cover all the scars. Used to talk to chicks and not get the right digits i've been taking advantage of and walked over like bridges and it kind of goes on like that as he's pointing out how just difficult it's been and he has to and he acknowledges that in loss you can find wisdom and you can grow into something more but basically you have to learn to be honest with yourself and as long as you can do that you'll essentially grow you know and the third verse what you look what you did in the past doesn't have to be your life's definition when i look at people i see them and not their condition. Stop telling people to let it go because it's old. It's easy to clean the body, but tough to clean the soul. And I think that's interesting because this verse takes on the idea of people's ability to cope with their past. So you have um, Camino kind of commenting that he's willing to give you the time of day and treat you as the person that you are. 
as where you are, an understanding of where you are with the different things you're dealing with. And a lot of people are just, bro, get over it. If you go back to his bike, oh, he brought up his bike in the therapy song. I completely forgot to mention it, but I mentioned an Easter egg. And in the therapy song, he actually mentions how somebody stole his bike the other day, which I thought was fucking great. But if somebody steals your bike, how you interpret that situation you know, are you going to tell, oh, just get over it. Maybe losing that bike really crushed him and it lost his faith in humanity because a friend stole his bike, you know? Like, you don't know. It's not just something to get over because, oh, it doesn't seem like a big deal, man. People go through all sorts of shit and the significance of every moment is different for everyone. And a lot of people are mad because their humor is being taken away and things like that. When really, it's just a lot of people don't understand the consequences of the actions and as people are learning how to cope in an entire world of broken people, most of us have some kind of post-traumatic bullshit going on where we're just trying to learn how to process complex emotions for the first time and do it maturely. So for you to just walk up and be like, yo, get over that shit. It's just childish. And I really appreciate how he's taking the time to like teach patience and how it took him a while to understand how fucked up he was to get on a good path uh, on the real I went through a similar thing. I used to be a darker person and then I had to stamp that shit out of me and become a new version of me. Hell, even if you go watch some of the early podcasts, you'll see I was a lot angrier and a lot more negative than I am today and now doing these reviews. Um, I just think it's a cool song. Again, I really appreciate how Kay Reno is so willing to use his platform like this. Um, it gave me, it gave it a 4.75. Uh, it's a really cool song. Um, the next one on this project actually does feature Point Blank and Ice Lord, and we're going to be talking about I Stay Working. So here's the thing. The lyrics to this song are not actually available on the internet for me to quote so sufficiently, So for the, and the same thing for the next song, so I did what I could. I took notes, I listened to the track, and you're going to get a slightly condensed version for the ones that know lyrics up. But um, basically, this is about grinding how honestly it seems like at a later point in his life he seems to be grinding harder so some lines i thought stuck up was k done raised up at least two generations my plate is full stacked up a limited worth i'm asking for seconds i ain't even finished firsts and i thought that was cool because it just shows the level of hunger and passion and driving him and considering he's an older dude Many people feel like it's like as you get older, it's like, oh, shit, I guess I'll get the easy street and chill. But no, Kieran is like, I work harder now than I did in my 20s. It's like, this is the grind. This is what he's doing. This is what his life is. And this is like, I guess the fact that he's able to back it up with the level of production. I mean, since my channel's been up, he's put out like fucking six or seven projects. So it's not like he's lying. Considering the frequency of releases of anyone else, he might be of his tier of skill the only rapper to have dropped that many projects that are good that are consistently good um i i don't know i thought it was really cool um in verse two i don't know if it was point blank or not oh yeah it's point blank life is hard but it's harder when you're stupid and don't want to do shit and i'm like damn that's like a point blank way of fucking putting it because that is something that we're seeing a lot of people are unhappy with life. They want to complain about a lot of shit. But instead of actually trying to work, instead of actually trying to build something for themselves, learn real skills, they want to criticize, they want to complain, and they want to make it sound like everything is worse than it is. Like The, the world is in a weird place where in some ways it's better than it's ever been and in some ways it's darker. Middle class America, 
darker. India getting better. Like it's it's all really perspective. And I'm not trying to say anything about that. I know all the answers. I'm just saying shit's a little more complicated sometimes.、Um, I got really tangential there. Anyway, I ain't money hungry. Point blank, providing for the family and the streets colliding. You know, and I think that's another key point. If you're motivated by money. Then you're not really in the gram for the right reasons. You're supposed to have goals.、You're、supposed to be like, I need this much money to get out the grind, not just in it to do it.、Um, in the third verse, Ice Lord says, "We gotta ask how I gotta ask how y'all you like your steak." But I get、um, he has something about it liking steaks, and he has no salt because salt is bad. And、um, I thought that was cool because like saltiness, don't be salty. So he wants his steak and his beef and shit, like no beef, his beef without like extra salt in it, which I think is what I got from the line. I thought it was pretty cool.、Um, I love the beat on this. It has this flair, anthemic feel to it. You really just kind of, you really just kind of feel like you want to throw this on in the same way that you would throw on Rick Ross's "Every Damn Hustling." Only this is doper lyricism. Um, I give it a four point five. It was cool to see some features, and I think everybody killed it. I think this is a this was a great song.、Um, one more on the project, and we're gonna close off talking about no walls. It's I think this song's about homeless people, and it's cool because I I have a song about homeless people. I mean, my song's about how aliens judge us from how we treat、uh, homeless people, and it's on Spotify. It's called Cosmo by Holden and Stefan Roy. If you want to check that out, but this. Was really touching to me because he describes like the living conditions. People have no bathrooms; they can't bathe properly. Showing how people honestly treat them as invisible, and it's true. I see homeless people all over. I just kind of block them out and keep walking by. And Carino just considers how like homeless people have been forgotten about, and how like a lot of their life is just pain. And there's so much strength and admiration in this community. I like to just tell y'all a story about a homeless person who is next to my work. And I I know his story because of a colleague of mine who like helps him out, and he lives underneath the stairs of a factory nearby, and they let him stay there. And all he does is he goes around and he collects bottles all day so he can get like money to eat, and he turns those bottles in, and he'll get like thirty five, forty bucks at a shot. And like let's say he'll get thirty seven dollars, he'll take that extra seven dollars and he'll give it to the charity box. This guy doesn't have a home, and he's donating like. A significant portion of his fucking money to charity, and it's just an interesting anecdote, right? Just to give you a sense that maybe we all misjudge homeless people. That that chorus of no roof, no walls, no room, no halls, like you know, it's just it's real. Like, I mean, I'm in my apartment right now, recording this with all sorts of nice shit in here. I guess you know, gear, and I can make podcasts and. That's nice. It really is. It's pleasant. It's something I very much appreciate and thank God for. But I don't know. It just sometimes you really should think about all of this shit. But I really like lines like, "You ever seen three people living in one tent? The scent of urine in the wind. It's a sad display. And the people living there in the、uh, I don't know. I misquoted the rest of the line. But it's still just the idea of three people living in a tent. This piss smelling urine alley darkness and shit. Or I love his criticism against the city for not investing in mental health, but they'll put like fifty million dollars for a sports stadium. Montreal has a lot of moves like that, where."、Um, We'll do crazy touristic shit, but we won't really deal with our like real problems, fucked up problems. But we've done a lot to increase tourism, which, from a macroeconomics point of view, apparently gives the city more money.
but then that money just seems to be fueled back into more efforts to make more tourism or stadiums or big things. So it's like, what's the point of making all the surplus of money if we're never going to invest in like the better things, you know? I don't know. It just ends with this call that if you're going to see somebody and you look at them, you better feel some shit and complain less because empathy is important and perspective is everything. And again, I thought this was a beautiful song, really powerful beat, really powerful feelings and talking about an honest and again, uncomfortable subject showing his compassionate side and his willingness to like care about everyone and, and challenging you as a listener to be better. And I think that's what makes this guy amazing is he is able to do it like this because he's coming at it from such a genuine place. So thank you, Kirino, for being dope. Just like I was hoping you'd be. Anyway, this song is clearly a five on five. I really fucking liked it. I really, I really couldn't recommend it enough to people, especially if you're into the more conscious shit. Anyway, that's the end of this review. Um, I gave Lightning Language a 4.7, and I did say there would be a better project for sure. 4.741. This is a brilliant album. Consistently good, diverse. The two projects next to each other. Oof, it's like already we are at what 21 songs of different subject matter and crazy bars for days with still two projects left to go i mean this is quality rap music the writing is impeccable the production is excellent and he sounds great over every beat that he picked it's really cool i still want to hear him do some trap flows still want to hear him be like walk in the room in the cupboard i want to see him do it tell your sorcerer stone stories through like fucking trap i would i would just love to hear it and if he has that please tell me in the comments i would love to hear it um anyway i'm excited to go into the next two albums and those will be coming out shortly and yeah i hope you enjoyed this feel free to let me know in the comments your thoughts on anything i said anything about this project let's have a conversation about k reno i promise we're small enough a channel that if you like comment i'm gonna answer you because i love those comments you'll help me grow and then maybe by the time i record the next one nah it's not even true this one won't even be out by the time i've recorded the rest of the four pieces still that's not the point the first one will be out your comments are helpful is what i'm trying to convey Special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super School 1994, Carl J. and Lindell Williams. These people are amazing. They have helped us. They give us spiritual inspiration. The fact that they're willing to back us up like this is just incredible. They helped us get a new camera so that little piece of fluff was so visible for you in my beard earlier. Um, because of that, they get to force our hands every couple of weeks. We do a review pick from one of the patrons. So no matter what it is, they choose it. It could be your album. It could be your buddy's album. So if you want to check that out, you can get access to content early. Um, we have discords now, a public one in the description, but a private one for the patrons. Um, I don't know what to do with discords. So you can tell me how that's supposed to work too, if you want. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to help us grow, get to the next level, that would be dope of you. Otherwise, if you want to hit that subscribe button, that like button, that comments, and shit it'll help us grow i dropped a project recently the link to that down in the description of the video you can check that out and let me know what you think all the songs are actually on this channel i put it nice and convenient at the top if you do click on the channel um yeah thank you for being here i look forward to going through the next two albums and i'll get those out as soon as i can thanks bye